0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at the church at Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com at bushland.com slash give.
1: So, we're in a series called Pray First. It's a prayer series. Um, and I have to tell you, I've known I knew for about six or eight months we were going to do a series beginning of the year on prayer. I did not know all the things that would be going on in the midst of that. And this particular message today um, could not come at a more poignant time. I am not smart enough to lay out a series and land this message on this time. It's not smart enough. If you think I am, I love you and appreciate you, but promise you I'm not, okay? I promise you I'm not. So this prayer today... Um, some of you may be familiar with it. Um, it's called the prayer of Jabez several years ago. there was a book that came out on the prayer of Jabez, but in this series, pray first, uh, this prayer of Jabez just happened to land today. And, uh, I think it has a lot to say for where we are as a nation, where we are as a country, where we are as a people and especially where we are as a church. And, um, What what I've done through this series of Pray First series, I'm encouraging you guys to get the book. The books are at the Guest Connect if you don't have one. But the week we do the series, the week we do that message, my prayer is that you would make that week, whatever that message was Sunday, you'd pray that prayer. So this is a great prayer for you this week. Great prayer for us every week, but especially this week. And um, I, I encourage you. To, to open your eyes to what God wants to say through it and to you, okay? Because I think he has a lot to unpack in this. So I want you to go to your Bible. The prayer of Jabez is found in 1 Chronicles. Please do not go to 1 Corinthians. You will be totally lost when I read 1 Corinthians, okay? 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10. 1 Chronicles. It's in the, in the Old Testament. A lot of people begin their series of reading through the Bible in a year and all this other stuff. They get the Chronicles, and it derails pretty quickly because there's a whole bunch of names. There's just a genealogy of a bunch of people in, 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 the, in, in the Chronicles. So what makes this interesting is as you begin First Chronicles, you're reading a whole bunch of names, a whole bunch of different tribes that God's listing here. And then all of a sudden, he comes to, verse, to chapter 4 in verse 9 and 10. He just stops, and he highlights one cat, one dude. And then when it's all over, he just goes right back to the names. Just a very interesting pause there. Can I tell you this? If God ever pauses to say something, there's a big reason he's doing it. There's a big reason he's doing it. So I want you to listen to this. I'm going to begin in verse 9 just because I want to set it up a little bit, but the main prayer is, is in verse 10. First Chronicles 4, 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. I'm sure his brothers are feeling really good about themselves at this point. Right. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now listen to verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted his request. And you go right back to a bunch of names. Right back to a bunch of names. I want to begin in this. You got to see how this begins. I want you to see how it begins. Look what Jabez says right off the bat. Jabez cried out to whom? To the God of Israel. I want to stop right here for just a second. That's a big deal. See, we read over that right there because we want to get to bless me and enlarge my territory. Folks, there is, a, there is business in prayer when you know who you're talking to. I I get really disturbed when I meet some people and they flippantly refer to God. I I hear phrases like, the man upstairs. What? He ain't some rat upstairs? I mean, the man upstairs is the God of all creation, the king of kings. isn't he more than just the man upstairs? I sit with people sometimes and I've had a grown man tell me, well, you know, Pastor... Listen to me. Me and God, we just got a pack. Do you, we, we made a deal. He knows who I am and how I am, and I know who he is and how he is. What? I want to slap him with my bacon. I'm like, dude, made a pack. He is the pack. You don't make a pack with God. You get in his pack. You get under his pack. I, I mean, I'm like good night. What is wrong with us? We Do you know who you address? Do you know who you're praying to? Do you believe who you're asking? Do you believe who you're praying to? Jabez was about to ask a big prayer, and he addressed a big God. I mean, sometimes I'm like, we, we God, sorry, I'm interrupting you again on this I'm, it's me again. I'm like, interrupting God? His desire is for his kids to talk to him. You don't interrupt God. God's not too busy for his kids. We we, we come into prayer sometimes apologizing. Why do we come into prayer apologizing? Well, I know you got a lot of people to look after. What? Oh, my gosh. I just want... Come with boldness, as Scripture says. Come with authority because he made access to him. Man, without without Jesus, we don't have access to the throne. He he gave us the throne. He cut the curtain. We walk in. Man, come with boldness to a bold God. Come with a prayer that only he can do because he's a God that can only one who can do it. I love the way he addresses him. Jabez cried out, cried out, man. It's a big difference when he cried out and just ramble out, just repeat out. He cried out. Can I tell you something you may not know yet? The voice is not important in prayer. The heart is. Can I just tell you that? Eloquent prayers don't move nothing. Hearts move stuff. I mean, people say, well, I got to practice my prayer. What? What? Well, i got to write it out so it sounds good. What? Write it out. Prayer comes from your heart, man. Cry out. Yes. Go, know who you're talking to. That's what I love about Jabez is he cried out. He, he not only cried out, he identified right off, the, right off the bat who he's addressing. The God of Israel. The one true God. The living God. What about you? Who is God to you? How powerful is he? How big is he? You praying to the king of kings, to the creator, to the one true God, to the living God, to the one that moves stones and moves mountains and changes things and breaks chains? Are you praying to that God? Are you praying to some God that you have made up that's just a little bit bigger than you and when you can't handle it, you say his name? I'm telling you, if we know who we're praying to, it changes the way we pray. And pray the way we change. It'll change the way we pray. So let's jump into this. Four things he says. Four things. I want to, come, I want to cover them real quickly. Bless Blessings. First of all, he says, oh, that you would bless me. Yeah. Oh, he cried out to God and then he said, God, I know who you are. You're the one true God. You're the God of Israel. God, that you would bless me. Yeah. Can I tell you, that's hard for people to say. He said, why is that hard? Some people believe that, 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 that they're not supposed to be blessed by God, that they're already blessed by God because they get heaven. Can I tell you that you're a joint heir with God? Do you understand you're a joint heir of God's? You are a king's kid. All of heaven is at your disposal. He absolutely wants to do nothing but open heaven and pour out Blessing. I don't know why God's kids don't walk around like this. I mean, just, just keep it coming, Lord. Just keep it coming. Turn the fountain on and don't shut it off. I'm, just walk around with a wheelbarrow. Just Man, just load more blessing. We walk around like God's going to whoop us. We walk around like God beat us up. We walk around like God gave us nothing but jokers and kept the aces. Let me tell you, that's all he's got in his deck for his kids is aces. It's our perspective sometimes. Man, we are rich people, man. He said, Pastor, you ain't seen my checkbook balance. I'm not talking about the checkbook balance. I'm talking about the air you breathe, man. I'm talking about the air you breathe. See, I, I've realized something in my life. I'm not a real smart guy, but here's what I do know. When you start focusing on Him and praising Him and lifting Him up and not all the stuff you don't have, all of a sudden you have stuff. All of a sudden the pantry's full. All of a sudden the checkbook bounce grows. All of a sudden your health gets better. All of a sudden that washing machine you bought 50 bucks lasts a long, long time. Why? Because instead of cursing the God for what I don't have, I praise the God for what I do have. Why in the world is God's people so quiet? He says to let everybody that has breath praise the Lord. If you're a body, you need to praise. I don't know if you caught that sunrise this morning. I thought the sky was on fire. I was wondering if they put the fire out in Beaver because I thought it was still going. I was like, dude, that sky is on fire. Don't miss them, man. Let that fire in that sky light that fire in you and just start praising Just start praising, oh, God, that you would bless me. James 4, 3 says this, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you might spend what you get on your own pleasure. Do you understand that God wants to bless you? He does. Maybe when he holds back on blessings at a certain time, it's because the heart that wants the blessing wants it all for them. Can you understand that once you understand that God wants to bless you and then you bless others with what God's blessing you, then that fountain just continues to flow. But when you start hoarding it, when you start calling it yours, when you start cutting credit for it, say, I did all this, I did all this, and I'll share if I want to. I did all this, and I'll give it away if I want to. I got all this. This is all mine. You can't have any of it. You lock it down, and it'll start breaking. You lock it down, and all you'll have one day is it. I never met a man once on his deathbed that said, bring me all my stuff. Can you check my balance in my A&B account? He said, can you get my family? Can you go get my kids? Can you go get my spouse? That's who I want in my room. You don't have sometimes because the motive and what you have are asking for him is all selfish. Sometimes it's better I've learned that God not bless me. God's an interpreter of my heart much better than I am. Much better. John ten ten 10 says this. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Who said that? Jesus said that. Who did he say that to? Say your name. He said it to you. Can I, can you, I, I need you to understand. He didn't just say it in the Bible. He said it in, he said it to you. He didn't just say it in John 10, 10. He said it to you. God, that you, you want to give me abundant life. Abundant life. God, I'm asking you to give me Abundant life. Can I tell you something? Abundant life with Jesus does not only begin in heaven. I mean, believers go, well, you know, when I die, I'm going to walk on the streets and go. No, I'm walking on them now. I'm walking on them now. I mean, because can I tell you, poor, pitiful Christians and poor, pitiful believers are not attractive. Have you noticed that? Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm born again. Well, I... I, I, sh- I need to hurry up then. I mean, we look miserable when we got it all. That's right. The world looks happier than we do. I've said many times, if you're born again, tell your face. That's just poor blank. <laughs> they just need to know that. Your life should be... Mean blessing from God. The abundant life, it should, it should be flowing out of you. Man, there's some people in my life that I'm, I just, I spend a little bit of time in their presence and, I, and, and my joy meter goes up. A little bit of their abundance gets off on me. Amen. You, have, you, have you noticed that you hang around negative people and you become negative? Right. Why don't you hang around abundant people? See how abundant you get. Yes. Some of your crowd your problem. Change your scenery. If you live in a sewer, you'll soon smell like one. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Boy, I teach a lot of good stuff at seminary, preacher. Yeah, they're they laying it on us. All right? yes. But what I'm saying is, man, we are blessed and God wants to bless us. Yes. Then why should we apologize for saying, God, bless me? Man. Why? Bless me, man. Bless me. God, bless me. Bless me. I want you to go to Psalm 1 real fast. Psalm 1. I won't be there long, but I do want you to see it. Psalm 1. It's a great psalm. I just want to cover a couple things. The whole book, the whole little chapter of six verses is beautiful, but I want you to see one. Verse 1. Blessed is the man. Mm. What is he? Blessed. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. If you're looking for a word there, it's advice. Don't take advice from the wicked. Or stand in the way of sinners. The way means behavior. Don't participate with them. Or sit in the seat of mockers. That's a position or a mental attitude. You want to be blessed by God? Sometimes... It, God does not want to bless some people because of their position. Because some of us are sitting in seats where we are mocking the church and mocking believers and mocking God. But when that person has the audacity to say, God bless me, God's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. See, you've got to position yourself in a way so when you cry out like Jabez said to the one true God and say, bless me, then he's going he's to dump it on you. He's going to dump it on you. we got a row Number two, influence. Look what he says. Enlarge my territory. Mm-mm-mm. Enlarge my territory. I want you to stop for just a second. I want you to think about your territory. When I say territory, I want you to think about your home, your community, your workplace. I want you to think about the places that you're going to go this week. They're already set. Okay? You're going to go there. Can I tell you something? Those are territories. Let me tell you something else. They were given to you by God. Let me say it a different way. They were entrusted to you by God. Well, I didn't didn't sign up to have influence. That's fine. There's not a line for that. God grants it to you or doesn't grant it to you. You've got influence. The question is, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Real quickly, Proverbs chapter 3. Look at Proverbs chapter 3 real fast. I can't mark them all, so I got to go hunt them sometimes. Proverbs chapter 3, real quickly. My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands on your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Watch verse 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your your heart. And then verse 4. Then you will win favor... And a good name in the sight of God and man. You will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. That's a big deal. How many of you know that God grants favor? Mm. See, God, God will give favor to his kids when there's not even a reason for them to have favor. God will make a way for his kids when there is no way. When it seems crooked, he'll make it straight. When it looks dead, it'll bring life to it. When it's counted out, he'll say, get up. Listen to me, there's a favor that comes from God. It can rest on God and it can rest on man. It can come from God and it can come from man. Don't underestimate the territory and the influence you have. And may it always be said of you, just like verse 4, God, that I might win favor in the sight of God and man. I'm not going to perform for God and man. I want the favor of God and man. Agreeing with every man doesn't necessarily bring favor from God. Sometimes standing up in the face of man will bring favor from God. I'll let that land where it needs to land. I want you to look at Exodus 33 real fast. Exodus thirty-three twelve. 12. Another dude that understands influence here. Moses said to the Lord, verse 33, Exodus thirty-three twelve. 12. Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me to lead these people, but you've not yet let me know whom you're going to send with me. You said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me, look out if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. And watch what Moses says remember that this nation is your people. You got favor, you got influence, you got a platform, use it. Don't pan this off on God, okay. Say, God, I'm, you've given me this. You've trusted me with this. This is, this is my territory, God, and I'm going to make much of you in it. I'm going to highlight you. I'm going to die to self and let you be exalted. I'm going to decrease. You're going to increase. The territory you've given me, God, I want you to be pleased with the way I deal with it. And then I want you to have the boldness, as Jabez says, give me more. Give me more territory, God. Give me more territory. I wonder today, what are you doing with the territory in which you've been entrusted with? What's he, what are you doing with it? And do you, do you want more? Let me say it a different way. Does he trust you to give you more? Does he trust you to give you more? As a child of God, as a born-again believer, as a kid, as a king's kid, we should want all the territory we can possibly get. Because every platform is an opportunity for us to exalt Jesus. Every one of them, man. Every one of them. Don't shy away from one. Don't shy away from one. Number three, presence. Presence is a big deal. He says, "Let your hand be with me. let your hand be on me. Let your hand guide me. I want you to look at the same uh, chapter, look at Exodus 33 again. look at 14, 15 and 16. Oh Lord, re- the Lord replied, "My presence, Moses, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him. If your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. Man, it's a great word. Look at 16. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? And what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? This influence that I've got. God, you bless me. Bless that you give me influence, God, that you would, you would enlarge my territory. Boom, it's enlarged. God, okay, but I don't want to go into an enlarged territory unless your presence goes with me. Because what else, God, will distinguish me? What else will distinguish my people from all the other people on the earth? Unless your presence goes with us. Man, that's just absolutely rich today. Think about your territory. Think about the time in which you live. Is there a greater time? Is there a much greater time that God had orchestrated for the church than for you to walk in in the presence of the Lord? When you walk in, the presence of the Lord is in you. It's with you. You ever ever had somebody enter the room and they change the atmosphere? They didn't change anything, but he who's in them changed it all. The whole demeanor changed it. Their conversation changes it. Are you that kind of person? Do you even pray in the morning that when you get to work, God, that I don't want to walk in those doors unless your presence goes with me? I don't want to sit at my desk. I don't want to be at my workplace unless your presence goes with me. You may tell you what happens to the person that walks in in the presence of the Lord and the presence of the Lord goes with them. All of a sudden, people around them start coming to them and saying, hey, man, can I share this with you? Can you pray for me on this? And then God starts giving you verses and starts letting you see things about them. And you're able to speak a word and speak a word and speak a word and speak a word. The coolest word I ever received, not the coolest word, but the most shocking word I've ever received in my whole entire life, came from an eight year old girl. She came up to me doing worship and she just said, Pastor, I have something I want to tell you that I think God gave me. And she spoke it to me. Man, I was a mess. A mess. I'm like, this little girl under my bed at night, how'd she get in my house? Where, who is it? Who, what is your name? I don't even know her. I can't tell you today her name. Didn't happen at this church. She just bold, bold, eight. Listen, <laughs> I've had a lot of eights in my life. I don't know if I'm that bold. Bold. She had presence all over her. You have the presence all over you. Not only all over you, but all in you. What's the presence doing in your life? I got a row. Number four protection. Jabez says, Bless me, give me favor, enlarge my territory. And then he says, Protection, keep me from harm. So that I will be free from pain. Now, I could go a lot of different ways with this, and I don't have time to do it, okay? But I want you to turn your Bible to Psalm uh, 121. Go to Psalm 121. Man, clocks go too fast today. Too fast, all right? Psalm 121. Listen to this psalm right here. This might be the psalm for your week right here. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. So, I, have, I have coined this, for, this verse right here, the coronavirus verse. <laughs> Why not? Listen to me. Have we ever had a chance as a church, as the church, to shine? Yeah. I'm, I'm seriously... God put that sucker up on a tee. He put the ball there. He put the club in your hand. He said, just rip it. I'm telling you, everywhere you go, absolute panic and fear. Now, listen, I know it's serious because people die, and I'm not making light of it. Okay? I'm not making light of it. But I'm telling you, if you want to drive something home today, you've got to have one object to work for you. And that's the media. And the media is driving this thing home. Yeah. You, you, you turn the news on too long and you will not go out of your house and you will, I mean, you will absolutely lock your house down. Okay? Don't do that. Yeah. God's kids, Psalm 121 all over them. God's got you. He's got you covered. And the world that we live in the word that is missing 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 is called peace there's just no peace man so it is high time we've talked about it all morning that the church it hasn't been given a greater opportunity than what we've been given you walk with peace man you walk with peace I'm telling you right now God absolutely God's got this This is set up by God. This is in God's timing. Every bit of this is ordained by God. He's a sovereign God. It is time for the church to rise up as king's kids. Walk out into a world in a panic and in fear, and and they don't even know. They're just losing their minds, okay? And your mind is set on him. Your eyes are set on him. You know who you are and whose you are. And the world says, I need that peace, And you tell the world, you're not going to get it from the world, my friend. His name is Jesus. And I would love to introduce him to you. My friend, listen to me. There ain't no greater time for the prayer of Jabez. God, that you would bless me. Mm. God, that you would bless me. That you would widen my territories. Amen. Wide them out, man. Wide them. Do everything he says. In the end, he says that you would protect me. Keep me from harm. Walk out there with peace. Walk out there with hope. Walk out there. This week, I'm telling you, if he, if he enlarges your territory, you may tell you who's coming your way, somebody not at peace. Get ready. Not that you're going to have slim pickings. There are thousands. But they'll come to you. They'll come to you. If you're a mom and a dad right now, no greater time. No greater time. Oh, my gosh. The church, no greater time. Be be a man or woman that knows who they are. Here's what I want to end with. The end of the prayer says this, and God granted his request. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I, I don't have near the time. I'm just saying, when you pray to the big God, the one true God, the God of Israel, you pray that prayer, and then God says, grant that request. You know why that prayer is granted, just like Moses in chapter 33? You know what what God told Moses there? I'll do the very thing you've asked. You pray big prayers, God does big prayers. I'm just saying, God doesn't do little prayers because if he did them, you wouldn't know it. It's all about exalting him. You pray big prayers to a big God, God's going to do big things through your prayers. Listen to me. As a king's kid, when you get done praying to a big God, you walk out knowing this done done oh i hope god heard me he heard you i hope it's going to happen keep your eyes open believe that god's going to do it believe god's going to do it whatever you're praying to a big big god believe god is going to do it he'll grant you request he's going to grant you request i'm going to invite the church to stand pretty simple this morning Number one, prayer of Jerry Bez is a powerful prayer. As you pray it this week, number one, realize who you're addressing. Realize who you're addressing. Pray big prayers to a big guy, expect big results. He'll do it. I don't know where you are today. I know where we are as a country. So many things that unrest. If it wasn't, Impeachment. Now it's corona. There'll be something else. There'll be 19 more things before election. They're going to try to make you crazy. And they're going to try to drive you nuts. I wonder today, where are you? Because if you sit with the Lord and you let the peace of him fill you, and then you walk in peace, you look funny today. You look different today. That's what we're called to look. Are you you being a person that is filled with the peace of God going out into a world that needs peace of God? Can they see it in you? Be bold enough this week to pray a prayer that J.B.S. prayed. But you better be ready for him to grant that request because he's going to. Let me pray for you, and we're going to worship, and you do what God's laid on your heart. Father, we love you. You're good. Man, you're good. You can't be anything but good. So, God, right now, as your church worships and as we sing, God, God, whatever you have spoken to us, God, may it begin to sprout. God, you didn't bring us in here to give us more information about who you are. You brought us in here to remind us of who you are. And for us to go out there and execute in a world dying to see the real true you. So God, do it in us so that we can model it and display it in the territory in which you give us. And God, may the peace that passes all understanding flood our souls. And may we walk in peace. As we worship, Father, may your spirit move us in Christ's name. Amen, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.